Bruh. Bruh. Underdog currently has Jonathan Taylor at 123.5 rushing and receiving yards. Total yardage. We get to hit the total yardage button on 100. They could have put it at 130 rushing yards. I'm hitting the over on this, okay? <clears throat> they beat Houston in week six. 100, uh, 100, 100, it might as well have been 140 to fucking three. 31 to three. Jonathan Taylor needed 15 touches to hit 158 total yards. If you don't think Jonathan Taylor is getting 26 carries in this game minimum, you're goddamn lucid. Non-lucid. I don't I don't remember what lucid actually means. I'm so stupid. But they're playing against Houston, man. They're going to absolutely dominate the game script. I could see Wentz throwing the ball 19 times in this game with JT getting 30 touches. And they give you the total yardage marker there. All right? So if JT busts off a 70-yard reception, boom. Like, there's no fucking chance he doesn't hit this. It's a beautiful line right now that y'all could take advantage of on underdog fantasy. All right? The app... The link for the app is right in the description. It'll take you to whatever app store you have. If you're a first-time depositor and you use the promo code BDGE when you sign up, you're going to get a 100% deposit match. So if you throw 25 in there, you're going to get 50 to throw onto this. Now, I usually don't do a second one. I I pick my favorite one, and I do a bra bet on it, and I let y'all fuck around and gamble on whatever you want to do. But Ty Johnson, under 53.5 rushing plus receiving yards, seems absolute fucking money. All right, because one, since Michael Carter has gone down, he's done nothing to warrant 55 total yards from scrimmage. He hasn't hit that in either of the three games. In week 10, he went two for two on the ground, literally two carries, two yards. In week 11, one carry, five yards. Last week, he went six for 42. Okay, that was his best yardage mark since Michael Carter went down. It was against Houston. They're never going to have a game script where they're leading again, okay? He doesn't he hasn't touched it since Michael Carter's gone down. Uh, Tevin Coleman has been the guy in the backfield. Now we have this guy, Austin Walters. We don't know how involved he's going to get. So Ty Johnson, actually, I might even like this line more than I like the over on Jonathan Taylor, but I like both of them a lot. And I like y'all a lot, all right? Y'all are my favorite people here because you're in our Discord. You're in the Big Dogs community, of course. And this is Q and Assault Saturday, where y'all get to uh, assault me with whatever questions you may have for your fantasy teams. All right. So hello. Welcome, Bike. My name is Nicholas, and this is BDG. I got way too many. I'd be drinking way too much coffee. We got coffee mugs everywhere, all over the website. BDGE.store is our main website where you can sign up to be a member, where you can grab some fucking coffee mugs, where you can, there might be a porn video or two on there. We're an all-encompassing fantasy lifestyle brand, all right? We got you covered. How we doing, everybody, in the comments section? Cracking Nick, what up, Eric? Just wanted to say, love the vlog earlier in the week, talking about going all in on BGE, love the realness, and we'll be cheering for you. Appreciate that, baby. We have so many, so many fun things in the works, man. Um, we, uh, me, Tony, and Animal went office space hunting on Tuesday, uh, which will be a vlog that I will come out with very, very soon. So that was a lot of fun. We are currently in talks with our uh, broker to throw in some offers, baby. So big things coming very, very soon. Dylan Moore, what's up, baby? Let's go. Nick, no question this week, but please yell at me for starting Mark Cooper and tell me Brandon Ayuk is going to get me 30 this week. Brandon Ayuk, easy 30 spot. All right. No Debo. Brandon, you're probably getting three points. Sound a little... Yeah, you know what the problem... I'm definitely sick. The problem is um, I try to get up and go out for a walk very early in the morning. Like, as soon as I get up, preferably within the hour, I try to go outside, get a walk, get some real, like, sunlight and daylight out there. But it's getting fucking cold here. And uh, and you know I'm, like, 
more style over health. So I'll be wearing like a t-shirt and a light jacket when it's like 22 degrees out here. I'm just like, I just need to get some fucking sunlight like a moron. So I'm getting pretty sick. And I've also been ripping Mark for like three straight nights. Tonight we'll make a fourth night. Tomorrow we'll probably make a fifth day. So not properly dressing for the winter, not properly drinking things as a human not a good combination just like zeke and tony pollard not a good combination trade zeke and claypool for hopkins and gaskin um yes i actually think i would take the hopkins and gaskin side right now i think there's a ton of risk on the zeke and claypool side if you can get out from underneath zeke now is absolutely the time to do it hopkins of course a little bit nervous about like you know him him playing this week still 50 50 uh, but he should be all good for the home stretch, and, and Kyler's going to turn it on and, and do his thing as as we uh, expect him to do, coming back from the high ankle sprain. And Gaskin's just been pretty solid. They have a great, great schedule going down. Uh, let me pull up the NFL schedule grid real quick. No, Miami. Miami's just got a great, a great um, schedule down the stretch for for Tua as well as mainly the running backs. So they get the Giants this week, bye, but then they get the J- the Jets, the Saints, and the Titans. So those are teams that you can throw the ball against. Miles Gaskin is obviously a good pass catcher. So he's going to continue to get a lot of volume, especially as long as Philip Lindsay is out. So I kind of like the Hopkins-Gaskin side right now, man. I don't I don't trust Zeke whatsoever, and Claypool has shown nothing to, to have a ceiling here because Big Ben can't fucking throw the ball as far as you can throw him. Full PPR, Flex, Thielen, Moreau, or Devontae Parker? Oh, definitely Thielen. I, I don't think you can go away from Thielen, Kirk Cousins in this passing offense right now, especially in a juicy-ass matchup against Detroit. I actually kind of want to see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at the splits for Adam Thielen versus Detroit. I feel like he always goes fucking bonkers. Bear with me for a second. And if you guys enjoy the video, you know, just hitting the thumbs up is um, a beautiful thing for me. Let's YouTube know that you do enjoy these. Let's look at the last four years. I guess we can do it. Against Detroit. Oh wow! Historically, actually, he hasn't played as well against Detroit as uh, as other opponents. But like, I'm not really going to dive too deep into like a six game sample size. And they're a shitty. I mean, they're not. I guess that shitty of a defense. Problem is, they're just like a slow paced team overall, so they eat up some clock. But yeah, I'm, I have no no hesitations for starting dealing over those guys. Yo, Nick, right on for the great advice on starting Mac Jones over Tyrod last week. Um, Last week's Q&A. Salt, help me out big time, bro. I'm glad I could help you because I definitely probably didn't help a lot of people. Hey, Nick, hope you had a solid mar the other night. We did. We uh, actually, last night, I met up with, um, you guys might know if you're on Twitter, Jack Settlement, uh, me and him, grabbed some margs last night. This place, Ollie in West Village. Fucking 8.3. They ripped it off. It was beautiful. Half PPR. Please start two running backs and one flex. Montgomery, Connor, Javante, and Ayuk. I'm thinking Connor, Javante, and Ayuk. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of right on with you there as well. Um, you're definitely starting Javante if Melvin's out. I, there's no way you're not starting James Conner with Chase Edmonds still out and Kyler likely back in the lineup. It's super close between Montgomery and Ayuk. Uh, I, I mean, the problem is Montgomery hasn't really showed us anything in terms of like a ceiling. And I feel like Ayuk's, you know, Ayuk's been <coughs> so solid recently. Um, and now with Debo out, it's so hard not to uh, let him rip. So I, I'm, I'm on the same uh, thought process as you, Koenig, but Javante and Conner are absolute must-stars there for sure. Christian, what's up? Claypool, Myers, D. Harris, full PPR. All right, so full PPR, we're going to wipe Harris out of the... I'm probably actually going to go with Claypool there, man. I don't I don't think there's that much of a difference between Claypool and Myers um, in terms of, like, where they're probably going to finish the week, but I don't, I, you know, I don't love the matchup. I know Tredavious White is out, but just still traveling to Buffalo is not an easy task for any passing offense, so I'm probably going to go with Claypool here. 
I think Baltimore's pass defense is not a good one. So there, this might be a game where Claypool, uh, you know, gets a little something, something going. Standard league flex spot, Pat Fryermuth versus Baltimore, Jerry Judy versus KC. Your flex rankings have Pat Fryermuth higher than Jerry Judy. What are your thoughts? I've been rolling with Pat without Ebron. Uh, yeah, I'd actually, you know, my rankings basically echo the way I'm thinking. Um, luckily, sometimes that doesn't actually fucking happen. Uh, I would go Pat there. I touched on upside is there. Jerry Judy versus Casey. Casey's defense actually been locked down a little bit the last couple of weeks. They've been improving as a team as good teams with good coaches tend to do over the second half of the year. Uh, Judy's just shown us nothing, man. Like every once in a while, he'll break out that like six for 60 game. Um, but Fryermuth seems like way more of uh, a, a dice roll to actually score the touchdown. You know, I, I, yeah, I would go. I would go with Pat over Judy, man. I, I have very little faith in Judy, especially in a standard type league. Half PPR Hollywood or Henderson, Sony at flex. Appreciate you and your work as always. Thank you, Jake. Appreciate you. You look fucking snazzy as hell in your pick, man. I've never, I need to take like some headshots or something. Um, the only headshots I take are fucking tequila. This is not um, a picture that I have in my repertoire. I'm never in like a suit and no one's ever taking like a good portrait picture. It looks like the lighting is on point for you, man. Jake, where'd you take that picture, man? Like who took that for you? You look good as hell. Um, what the fuck are we talking about? Oh, Hollywood or Darrell Henderson. Um, I want to say, let me let me check on my rankings and see where I have these guys right now. Oh, wow. What a question. Um, all right. So Darrell Henderson, obviously dealing with a quad injury. Um, he has been listed as questionable. Missed practice Wednesday and Thursday. If he sidelined Sony Michelle, Sony Michelle would have become the star for me over Hollywood Brown. Um, in my flex rankings, I actually have Darrell Henderson at 31 overall. I have Marquise Brown at 32 overall. So they're literally right next to each other. It's kind of like risk versus upside, in my opinion. Um, Henderson is risky because he might end up being active and then they might just split the snaps, you know, 50 50. Um, so it's, it's kind of tough. I know, it, you know, if it's your lineup, it's tough to start Henderson over Hollywood. And Hollywood's been so consistently good. So I don't blame you for going Hollywood over Henderson. Um, so, as you know, if there's rankings where the guys are literally right next to each other in in the flex spot realistically it's just a toss-up man it's a 50 50 coin flip that i don't have any kind of inside information that i can give you i will say it might be smarter to go with hollywood just because the raw henderson is clearly less than 100 percent but the upside is always there where they might get 18 touches and break one long one you know that's kind of how his game is Antonio Brown suspended till week 16. My championship game is week 16. Would you hold on to him then in a deep 14 team or 12 team league or drop or drop him to have bench bench flexibility? Um, this is a tough question. I'm, I'm holding on to him currently in a 12 team league, and there's a good chance that I end up dropping him. My championship is in week 17 for that league. Um, I'm bordering on, border bordering on a playoff spot right now in that league. So I need the bench spots. Like I need to be able to that league. I have Antonio Brown, Kamara, Coolio Jones. I had Russell Wilson with the finger thing. I've been holding on to Taysom Hill and now Hill's like kind of hurt again. So I had like, you know, it's only six bench spots and I had like four or five guys consistently being out. So the bench spots became like really, really important for me. Um, so in my position, I have, uh, Strong feeling I'm going to end up dropping him. So I have no problem dropping him, especially if you're not going to be able to use him until like with only one week left. Um, so if you need the bench spot, yeah, it, I'm okay with it for sure. Super flex PPR trying to fill that last flex spot. D hop Saquon or Henderson. If he plays thoughts on Michelle, if Henderson is out, can we trust Saquon ever again? Yeah. So Saquon's like still kind of high for me in the rankings right now. I believe I have, um, 
I believe I have Saquon at like 27 overall, Hopkins at 29 overall, Henderson at 31 overall. I still think Hopkins might be like a 50-50 chance to play, and he might even, if they do push him, there's a chance that he is uh, limited or semi-decoy-ish, you know, and that could be the case with Darrell Henderson. So I'm I'm, I'm personally going to go with Saquon there. I know he hasn't looked good. He hasn't performed well. Um but they're still hurting at the skill position player. So it feels like this could be a big dump off game from Mike Lennon to him. And, you know, Miami has been a good defense, but I feel like he's really the only healthy one there. And he's the only one that I feel like secure about in terms of the workload. So I'm probably going to go with Saquon there, man. Who would have thought that that would be like a shitty question, right? Saquon, DeAndre Hopkins, Earl Henderson in the beginning of the year. Tough fucking scene. What up, Nick? What up, Mike? Um, half PPR. Would you start Marvin Jones or any of these players on the waivers? Galladay, Gage, Crowder, Green, Boyd, T. Patrick. Um, man, I, I wouldn't start Crowder, Green, Boyd, Tim Patrick. Galladay with Mike Lennon is really ugly. And then Russell Gage is like a little bit intriguing. He's the only one I would probably think about. Um, my flex rankings have marvin jones literally at number 80 and russell gage at 81 y'all are y'all are hitting me with the hard-hitting questions today so technically yeah, i have marvin jones one spot ahead of russell gage in both the positional and overall flex rankings um so according to that marvin jones not gonna be mad if you go russell gage because again it is more of a pass funnel defense for tampa bay as opposed to tough matchup for um jacksonville against the rams like you know marvin jones might see a heavy dose of jalen ramsey so that's obviously tough um i think i mean listen marvin jones is a good player and he started off really really hot in the beginning of the year like he's definitely due for a game and i know it's a weird matchup but i wouldn't be surprised if this is the game that he you know goes five for 70 and a touchdown in so i think he's got a little more upside than russell uh, than russell gage um but russell gage has been you know kind of hot kind of consistent so i'm not gonna be mad if you go with gage over jones but those are the only two i'd even be considering there Wentz or Burrow, four point per passing touchdown league. So Wentz obviously has the uh, has the matchup, um, and Burrow I have ranked at fourteen. So I have Wentz at eleven, Burrow at fourteen. So for me, it's pretty comfortably Carson Wentz there. I think we'll have a high efficiency game against Houston. Um, Burrow, it's tough. I mean, Chargers are a very very tough pass defense. Really really tough to put up fantasy numbers against in their run funnel and. There's nothing Cincinnati wants to do more than run with Joe Mixon. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's another 25-carry game for Mixon. Eat up clock. I, I'd probably rather have Wentz. Logan Thomas versus Raiders. Um, or Knox versus the Pats. Wow, that's a that's a good one. I, I think, I feel like Knox has kind of just earned that top five, top six fantasy tight end spot until he proves otherwise. Um, so I'm probably going to go with Knox. I could see... I could see the resistance if it's full PPR for Logan Thomas, but I think right now there's no way you can really sit Dawson Knox with how he's playing. Buffalo versus New England with the weather expected to be shouting my crazy to sit Knox versus that New England defense for Hawkinson with Swift out. Does that help or hurt Hawkinson? Full? I mean, I definitely think it, hurt, it helps Hawkinson. Um, so I have Knox at five. I have Hawkinson at six and Logan Thomas down at nine. I know it's two different questions, two different people. Um, so I have Hawkinson at six. Yeah, with Swift out, I mean, you know, the, the only people that he fucking throws the ball to are Hawkinson and, and Swift. Realistically, like they kind of split their games between each other. Let me let me do a little, um, a little deeper dive on the weather. I wasn't really too in tune with that. Rotogrinders.com slash weather slash NFL usually has a good. Yeah, it's good. Let me uh, throw this in the chat for you guys so you can. Hopefully, it's clickable. I'm not sure if it's even clickable. 
there you go. Rotogrinders.com. I'm not sure how that looks on YouTube, but hopefully you can click that. They keep this page updated. Um, and if you scroll down a tiny bit on the left, you'll see a list of games with weather concerns. So green will give you like anytime basically winds are like 10 to 15 miles an hour. They're not, they're actually not concerned about it, but once it starts getting windy, 15 plus mile an hour winds snowy, um, then it becomes a concern for the passing game. So as you can see, there's about seven games with weather concerns a little bit. Five of them are green. Arizona at Chicago is a yellow scaled weather concern. Rain looks fairly likely winds around 15 miles an hour sustained with stronger gusts. That might hurt someone like Darnell Mooney, honestly, now that I'm looking at it. That might hurt someone like Christian Kirk if it does, you know, continue that. And they keep these updated. So this is a really, really good um, resource to use for weather. Generally, uh, New England at Buffalo. Okay, so they're orange. So this is the most concerning game of the week. So good stuff there, calling that out. Generally, pretty ugly stuff. Temps near freezing, snow showers possible, and winds around 20 miles an hour sustained to start. Winding down through the game, it's not you can't throw the ball weather, but no longer throws and field goals will be. But longer throws and field goals will be impacted, especially in the first half. Okay, so that's uh, super interesting. Um I guess that does cause a little bit of concern. I guess because they are so close with my rankings, um, and Hawkinson might be more of a PPR play than Knox has ever been. That might be a, that might be a tiebreaker. I might have to move Knox down below Hawkinson. Actually, that's something I would I would I would seriously consider there. Eric, free career day. Love to see it. I need me a fucking career. Another gross one: Darrell Williams, David Johnson, Alex Collins. Ooh, lord. Um, I'm probably going to go David Johnson there. He's like the only one that I'm actually confident will have an actual role in their backfield. Kyler, if he starts or car with the matchup in four point PPR. Yeah. Kyler's uh, I have him ranked way too high. I'm going to actually move him down right now. I haven't been at quarterback two, but I'm going to move him down to quarterback. Oh, I can't do six. I can't do five. I can do five. Um, I'll move Kyler, Kyler down to quarterback five, and I have Carr at 12. So he's still like a streaming top 12 option. And Washington's defense has been, as we've been able to see on televised games, they've been getting better and better each week. So I don't think this is a layup matchup for Derek Carr. Um, but he's still a quarterback one streaming option. I would I would definitely play Kyler if he's active, though, for sure. What else we got going on, people? What's good? What is fucking good? At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use current. 
I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Traded Mac, Bateman, and Miles in a super flex league. Is this, let me ask off the rip, is this a dynasty or redraft league, James? Traded Mac, so Mac Jones, Rashad Bateman, and Miles Sanders in a super flex league for Mitchell. Did I make a mistake? I still have Mahomes and Cousins as my quarterback. Um, it's a lot of ammo to give up. I would say that since we are, I believe we're past the buys for all the quarterbacks, right? So you had KC. KC already had their buy. They just had their buy in week 12. And then Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota's buy. Oh, no. I lied. Minnesota's buy already happened in week seven. So you're good at the quarterback position pretty much. I'm not I'm not too concerned with giving up. Mac Bateman also is probably not a guy that's really entering your lineup too much anyways. Um, and then Miles Sanders for. Yeah, listen. I mean, those guys are riding your bench anyways outside of probably Miles Sanders. So, no, I don't think it was a. I don't think it was a mistake. I think Mitchell, like, legit has, you know, some really, really solid league winning upside going down the stretch. I mean, the schedule for the fucking Niners is absurd, right? It's um, Seattle, one of the worst defenses in the NFL, Cincinnati, Atlanta, Tennessee, Houston. So, like, yeah, Mitchell can do big fucking things down the stretch. I don't, I don't think it was an L. No, I definitely don't. I mean, it could be that, that sounds like a trade that, like, both sides ended up kind of coming away with the dub you know if that guy needed a uh, quarterback two in super flex that guy needed some depth or whatever you gave him a bunch of pieces and he gave you the best player in the trade for sure can jimmy g be a savior for my second quarterback rest of the season for super flex have kyler but have to rotate between jimmy g tan hill fields and cam that's tough um actually i'll give you some insight into the e-town get down league i just dropped jimmy g like an idiot well not like an idiot i'm you know i have a meme already fucking set up because i dropped i dropped chase claypool a couple weeks ago i dropped jimmy g this previous weekend animal picked up both of them and i'm and i'm playing against animal this week and i believe oh he's got claypool in his lineup i'm hoping he puts jimmy g in it and then i'm hoping both of them have dud games and i'm gonna hit him with a fucking a, a trojan horse meme you know like i fucking gave him those scrubs put him into his lineup and it blew up his entire village uh so right now i have brady as my qb1 and then behind him you know I had Cam Newton, who obviously was terrible last week, but I also picked up Taysom Hill, who I didn't end up starting over two. I didn't end up starting over two, unfortunately. Put up a 23.3 fucking burger. But I'll be rotating between Tua, Taysom Hill, and Cam Newton going forward, um, which is tough because, like, it's hard to trust Tua. I like the fact that I have Taysom Hill, but didn't Taysom Hill... Taysom Hill will play through Mallet Finger. New Orleans Saints doctors determined that quarterback Taysom Hill suffered a malfinger injury in the Thursday night loss to Dallas Cowboys, but will not require surgery considering it's not as extensive as the one that Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson suffered earlier this year, according to a source. So Hill will try to play through the finger injury to his throwing hand as he went 19 for 41. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, all right. Well, I have Taysom, so I feel kind of good about it. But like I said, San Francisco has a great, um, has a great schedule down the stretch. So I think you can feel comfortable with him. I think not having Debo hurts a little bit, obviously, because that's a big yak guy who can do damage for Jimmy G after the catch. I think between I think between Cam Fields and Jimmy G, you're going to be all right. Music Mike, unrelated to fantasy, but in the past said you worked in the online marketing industry, which is which is what I'm currently interested in going into. What was your experience in the field, good or bad? Um, I fucking love marketing. 
Um, I still love marketing. I like marketing more than I like fantasy football, straight up for sure. Um, I think every I my my advice, unless you are, I don't know, unless you hate marketing, whatever you know, for whatever reason, a lot of people are undecided. A lot of kids are undecided about what to do, like in college, especially and early twenties, mid twenties, or whatever. Like you don't really know what field to go down to. I think marketing is amazing because it's a specific part of business. I think it's, I, I think marketing is business in today's world. Like that's what building a business today is being good at marketing, but marketing provides you with a lot of different paths. You can go down. Like you can start off in marketing, become like a media buyer, right? Someone who helps companies decide what kind of marketing they want to buy, right? Like you can be a consultant for marketing. You could also be in the creative side for marketing where you're actually making the advertisements that companies use. You can be in content marketing, which is basically what our, our entire company is built around content marketing. Um, actually, ironically, just got asked to speak at a, a conference in, in fucking Las Vegas this winter about content marketing, which is pretty cool. Um, I think marketing gives you a path to, you know, no matter if you're into numbers, analytics, the creative side of things, it opens up a ton of different options for you to go with. Your entry-level job is going to be an entry-level job, just like almost every spot, right? A little bit more administrative, a little bit less creative, but you can figure out pretty, I mean, you can go into social marketing. You know what I mean? Like there's so many different paths you can go down. I can't say enough good shit about marketing, man. Um, I, I really think like every kid should go into marketing because it doesn't, you know, you don't have to think about like TV ads. You don't have to think about like fucking commercials or billboards when you're thinking about marketing. There are a million different roads and paths that you can actually go down when, um, when you decide to go into to marketing. So I, I've, as you can see, I'm, I'm a very, very big fan of marketing. All right. Um, I hope that helped. I, I hope um, the Q and assault was helpful overall. Again, if you enjoyed the video, make sure you hit the thumbs up, uh, subscribe to the channel. If you're just stumbling upon our shits for the first time, we do a lot of fantasy stuff, but as you've seen, we do some marketing, branding, business talk on this bench as well. Um, I love you all for hanging out with me. As always, Q and Assaults every Saturday. Make sure that you... Um, make sure that you... Um, sorry, I'm reading the fucking comments still. Uh, if you want to sign up to be into this next time, bdge.store forward slash community is where you will sign up too bad bg ain't hiring yeah don't worry we we need no help on the marketing front we're good there uh accepted the hop and gaskin trade for zeke and claypool league is already calling collusion because they do the semi trade i mean like dude if your league calls collusion on that there's no way that you can like make sure that's that's a ridiculous thing to call fucking collusion on it's an extreme if there's even an ounce of like fairness in a trade it shouldn't be that's ridiculous tell your league mates to fuck off take your phone out Record this right now. James's league mates fuck all the way off. How in that's the most fair fucking trade I've been asked on 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 a on a trade question this year in fantasy. Just because of one side might get a catch a fucking small dub doesn't mean it's fucking collusion. Out of control. All right, I'm out of here. I love y'all. Enjoy the rest of your weekends. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.